I know there was people ranting about match report and how they right. had this pen, they had this penned in, but I would happily be penned in for thirty six games and have three points at the end of every game. Well, she just a kill, She'll no take any advice. It's a drop the old bell, you heat that up and she have to get twice. Her father's just a waster, her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Maroon Machine podcast. Today I'm joined by Kelty midfielder and vice-captain Thomas Riley. How are you doing today, mate? Aye, fine. Just recovering for the, the game yesterday and I would say enjoying my day off, but I was working today, so it's a bit of a different Sunday for usual. Aye, absolutely. I saw, I think I saw on social media, you were up bright and early this morning. Aye, I was I was working in a prison today, fitting, installing a new unit, air conditioning unit, so Sundays are the only day you can get into certain places in the prison, so it was a... A six o'clock start for me this morning eh, to try and get it done as quick as we could in the one day. A success, so you get it all done, aye? Aye, aye, just, well, hopefully hopefully it's still working because it was the governor's office, so <laughs> I don't want to be don't want to be upsetting too many people in that department. No, absolutely. Aye, I think for any Riley that steps through the doors if you've screwed that up. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, that's it. Nah, brilliant. Right, cool. Well, Listen, cheers for, for obviously coming on. We just it's something for the listeners to hear we a wee look at and we're gonna kick it off talking about your time sorry before Kelly. Um well obviously I played with I'm originally for co-winning in Ayrshire, so I played with the kind of co-winning boys club teams. Um and then I played with Air Boswell, a boys club. And I'd uh, I'd kind of went into Rangers when I was um about eight, I think it was. I signed with Rangers until I was uh, until I was twelve and at this point I wasn't I was, I'm obviously a Rangers supporter, so when I got to 12 and I, I wasn't in a game, it was heartbreaking, but it was a decision that I, I'm thankful that my, my dad probably helped me make by saying, although you're this age, you can't just be travelling to Rangers and training every week, and know, you're too young not to be playing football. So I, I ended up speaking to David Longwell, and, and he got me in at, at St Mern, and to be honest, it's probably the best thing that I'd done and football was walking away for something that I didn't want to walk away for. Um, you usually find that, that that does help, though. That me, must have still been a, a proud moment for you, though, getting to play for, play for Rangers. Yeah, it, was, it, it definitely was, because we, we travelled all the world playing in, in kind of European competitions, albeit at, at such a young age. Mum and Dad followed me with all the parents and watched. So it was still was, I, I loved every minute and I wouldn't, I wouldn't change any, even though it, it probably ended not the way I wanted, but it but, I wouldn't change a single moment yet, but when I went to St Mern, I kind of just kicked on for there. It felt more enjoyable, less stress, stressful mm. probably. Even at even at that age, um, it's probably something that people don't don't realise. It was a demand more than enjoyment at such a young age of even twelve. And when I went to St Mern, it was it just felt that like I was partly I had always been there. When I first went in, and I just kind of moved up through the age groups, and I signed my first professional contract when I was seventeen. I went full time when I was fifteen, actually, full time with the under nineteens, and then and I signed my first professional contract a couple of years later to to move into the first team. And that that youth development, it's in men, they turned out some pretty big names during your time there as well, haven't they? I definitely. My age group was probably a big age group for, for, for players coming through and I think they've, they've, a lot of them have been on pretty well. I actually just watched a bit of the Rangers game where Sean Kelly was playing left back for Falkirk. He's done well. He went to Ross County. 
he went down to Wimbledon. Um, you got Jason Naismith, who who also went to Ross County. I think he's at Peterborough just now. Mm-hmm. He was at Hibs and Loan last year, of course. John McGinn, who has just took off and and he's only going to get better and going to better better things. Even at that, a couple of years above me was Kenny McLean. So players like that was all within my my age group. And and the the scary thing is, there's maybe four or five boys that were at John McGinn Kenny's level that that just didn't didn't have that luck that they maybe had in, in getting a chance in the first team players. That, you might not know, but like Graham Ramage, players like that come through and the mm. ability they had was exceptional. It just didn't, they maybe didn't click when they went into to the first team. And, and there's so many boys probably within this one youth development you know, that that will they'll keep churning their players because the, the players are bringing through, even young Ethan um, Erehorn that's just signed a new contract for them. He's another one that's, that, that's come through. Kyle McGuinness, Lewis Morgan, they were young boys when I was there. So, no, yeah. it's it's something that Sutman really really do do well with, and, and bringing players through and, and getting a fee for them, and even like Stevie Mallon, he's at Hibs just now, he's another one that come through at the back end of uh, in my um, time at Sutman. And then you mentioned it there. You obviously you got you're quite young when you got your your big break and your first start in the SPL against Hearts. Is that right? Aye, well, um, no, my debut. Was was against Hearts when I, I came on for maybe the last five ten minutes. My first start was at Easter Road, my way to right. way to Hibs. So it was <laughs> to Edinburgh sides. I've got a, a lot of time for them because I, um, <laughs> that's where I kind of made the, my debut and then my first start. But not at that time. You know, it's like when you're young, you're, you're fearless. So in there, and I was in the first team training. I was doing really well. And the thing is, it was just for one reason, I just didn't it didn't work out and end up. I played a lot of games for them. I was in I was in around it a lot. Um, I had a leg break at the year the year Superman actually won the cup, so I never managed to be in any of the squads that, that in the final, the semi final. But it was still incredible to be part of that um, that squad and and these celebrations, especially still being so young. And that's the kind of thing that's it's going to create a sort of winning mentality amongst the team when they're doing that. So even if you don't get to play in those kind of games, it's still going to rub off on you. Um, that's it. Aye, something else you did sort of early days at St. Man, you, you went on a wee loan spell at Albion Rovers. How was that? Um, it was it was a strange one because Albion had come up into League One at the time um, and they'd been, they'd been doing actually quite well. And when I went there, um, I never actually started a game. I'd probably only come on maybe 15, 20 minutes for, I think it lasted seven weeks. And in the seven weeks, maybe I come on 15, 20 minutes in the six games. But the eye, it was an eye-opener. It was um, it was something that I wasn't used to. I was I used to going in every day and, and having it easy, having a kit man that was there to, to set everything up for me, having a kit man or, or somebody there to pick everything up after you. And... To be honest, I actually enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it because the boys, it, it was it was more enjoyable because not that there was any less pressure, and not that the boys never wanted to win, but the boys also had a a job and and a life away um, yeah. from football. So in a sense of my very first day, we went to Ross County away in the Scottish Cup, um, and although we lost the way home, it was like no no that they were up, they were not upset because they were upset we lost, but it was a it just felt like it was a normal day. The boys were they were happy that we put in a good performance against them, although we get beat. Um, there was no no sense of um, that we let anybody down, as we are sometimes at Superman because of the position that the club are usually in. It was a case of one or you could really be 
um, in a relegation spot that, that could potentially put jobs um, at risk. Yeah, no, absolutely. And when, obviously, when you returned to Man, you were there for a few years before you got your, your move to Elgin. That's a, a wee bit of a trip away from St. Man, is it not? Uh, I think I went for the, because uh, I, I, I actually moved to Paisley with, with my fiance um, at the moment. So it was, I went for the closest team um, in St. Man to probably the furthest away team possible <laughs> in Elgin. Um, I'd been in pre-season. My contract was up, and, and what would happen is the managers had been had been chopping and changing some months. So my contract was up, and Ian Murray had dropped me in for pre-season, and I got to a stage where he was probably kind of hanging me on a bit. So I thought I can't I can't wait any longer. So when I'd left, it was probably I didn't leave to maybe six weeks into pre-season. So at this point, every club had probably kind of kept their own, had got their players that they, what they wanted, and it was tough. And I'm not saying that I would have got a deal at any other club. Um, but it was a case of I had to get back and join at that point. I, 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 did, I didn't enjoy football. I debated on whether it was I wanted to continue. I'd just been relegated. I'd just spent six weeks in, in pretty much in trial at a team I'd been at since I was 12. And it I'd lost the love of it. And I'd actually yeah. went and trained, trained with Falkirk for a bit. And you'll know John Baird. John Baird yeah. and Mark Kerr. It was strange. They just took to me. Um, They just took to me and they kind of looked after me. And they had and Birdie was kind of good friends with with Jim Weir at Elgin, and he said, "Listen, I'll I'll get you back and join football. Believe me." And to be honest with you, I'd never ever I'd never thought of going to Elgin. I'd never knew of Jim Weir, and it was brilliant. I loved it. That whole season was brilliant, and I stayed for another another two seasons, and the worst most enjoyable I had had to that point, even though I dropped three leagues or two leagues. Whatever it is, and it was it was weird just because, and I go back to the Albion Rovers thing. It was as if I'd been back into enjoying football rather than we still had that winners mentality. But it wasn't a case of there's jobs in the line here. It was a case of let's win the league. Don't worry about having to stay up. Let's actually go for the league. Um, so it was a, it was a shift in a sense of a draw will do to no only a win will do if you know what I mean. But that yeah. was more enjoy. It was more enjoyable. It's a it's a strange kind of mix, um, in the way the way it changed. But um, no, up there, the thing that everybody everybody will say it. There's players in the lower leagues that, that probably shouldn't be and at that level. Um, and a lot of it comes down to finance that their job and the football probably accumulates to more than they've been offered maybe for a kind of lower low level yeah. SPL team or higher championship. And I go back to I played with Dylan at Elgin, and he was unbelievable. And I always thought, how is he here? How is he here? And I think Dylan just needs that chance. And I still think Dylan needs a chance that somebody just to take a, a chance on him and, and for him to prove what he's got. Because when Dylan was at Elgin, it was it was just what he's like now. It was incredible. Yeah. He's a match winner. He really is a match winner. And that's the kind of the players that, that teams need. And it's just it's just that luck of a manager being, being able to take a chance on somebody and, and have a look at him. Um, and I think that's the thing with the gaffer. The gaffer knows how, how good he is and that's why he done everything he could to, to get it done to kill me. Absolutely. And I take it was that sort of the during your time at Elgin, was that the first time you yourself and Dylan sort of came into contact with Barry because you really played Clyde a few times. I uh, I think he was screaming at me a couple of times there then as well. And I think he was uh, you, you could see that the his winning his winning mentality was incredible. We still got that obviously as you'll yeah. see when you you're you're at the games watching and and listening to him, I think you have to mute the, the cameras every now and again. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, I he was at Clyde, and, and they actually 
they actually picked us in the playoff that year. Uh, the semi-final and they had a team that's like the team he's got at Kelty now they would run through brick walls for him and that's what they'd done and they, they managed to, to beat us and, and I'd say that's why because I'd say we probably had a better footballing team but they, they worked harder and they, they probably wanted it more and that, that comes for your, your manager probably Because I suppose that whole time you were with Elgin you were always sort of knocking on the door of promotion I think he's finished in the playoffs a couple of seasons I we, we were in the playoffs. Um, we finished second. We probably the boy Shane, you know Shane Sutherland. He's he plays with Inverness now. He signed with Inverness this year. Yeah. He had a season I've never seen a, a player have a, a season like this, and he ended up he done his knee. Um, he got a bad injury in January, and he'd scored something like twenty eight goals by January. So similar, really situation to Fash, but. Um and he, even he was injured for January onwards. He still won the the player of the year. So that, that probably shows you how much the PFA play the year. So that shows you how much that everybody knew yeah. that he would probably went on. And and, and that, that personally, I think that would he would have won as a league that year with how he was playing. We maybe just never had enough. I don't know if it was belief or um. I think Elgin is a club that they really could if they believe and and they could go and make that step. But they just need the, the belief because the players even the, I looked at their squad this year and I know a lot of the boys are still there, and I think the fact that they they're able to attract players from this area to travel or that way um, kind of proves what kind of club it is and it kind of shows that it's run the right way and the manager that's there now was assistant when I was there the, the boys want to want to work under him Absolutely and then after after Elgin you spent a, a year away Forfa Aye so uh, Jim can, Jim left and got the Forfa job um, Forfa was struggling at the time and Jim Jim got offered that job and it was a step up for him and it was closer to home for him. He's a he's from Perth, so um it was probably the best thing for him. Um and he then came in and, and took a couple of players and that's where I landed with Dylan again. Um the two have not been able to get rid of each other. <laughs> uh, but four for a game was enjoyable. We were unlucky that year as well. We finished second again. It was it was a team where it just never say die. It was it was we would Maybe not play well, but we'd nick a goal in the last minute, and it was crazy. It was pretty a crazy season because there was some right good teams in it. Our both ended up winning, it and Wraith were in it, and Wraith yeah. had a top top team, and we ended up finishing second with them, finishing third, and then again we just probably never had enough in the playoffs. I was, I was injured, and I I was gutted that the boys had they managed to go over the line, and because they deserved it, we had been put in, and even for the manager what he put in, I was gutted that we never managed to take another step and, and get into the championship. And was that one of the reasons that you ended up at Kelly? Um, I well, it was not all. I I knew I'd, I'd, Barry had contacted and I'd, I'd spoke to to the gaffer and I'd, Dylan had came to me and said he spoke to he'd obviously worked under Barry at Clyde and I, I was I didn't want to be disrespectful to Forfa because I would never do that and that's when I'd spoke to Barry and I said listen it, I would happily speak to you my contract's up um but I would love to see this season out first and, and then take it for there. I, I wouldn't want to go. But it just kind of, when the, the way the season finished, when I spoke to Barry, it was hard not, not to sign Mikel, to be honest. It's, um, as I've said, I'm a Rangers fan. And, um, it was uh, when I first met him, it was, I just wanted to talk about Rangers, to be honest, to start with. But then when yeah. it came to the, the kind of Kelty and, and what, what was happening with the club, was eye-opening. Although Forfar and Elgin were great clubs, and they did want to, to go, it was a it was a sense of a 
always felt that if, if these clubs never went to the next level, it was a case of, right, OK, we'll go again next year. I don't feel that at Kelty. It's a case of if we don't do it, then it's a, a, a massive failure. And, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a part of that. And I don't think there's enough teams have that mentality. But I think that's that's one that the gaffers brought with him and, and his attitude. Yeah, absolutely. For a lot of his career, he played number six and that's sort of the role that you take up. Has that been beneficial for your, your development? No, de- definitely, because I, I think that a lot of people don't realise that it wasn't until I went to Elgin in my second season that I then went played central, central midfielder. I, I'd never grown up as, a, grown up as a, a striker, a forward player. I played central midfield maybe 10 times for St Murn, but it was a, a, a more forward thinking, a probably attacking midfielder, so it's still a class as an attacker in a sense. I signed with Elgin as an attacker. I'd, I've never really been coached in a sense of how to play central midfield. Um, it was a case of when I went to Elgin, there was a couple of injuries and it was a <laughs> sink or swim with Elgin and I'm in there. And, and luckily enough, I had good players around about me as well. That maybe when I did make a mistake or I was at a position, I kinda, they managed to dig me out a hole. And, and I've slowly but surely learned the, the position. Um, and I think that comes through experience of the kind of top players I'd played way back at someone probably your, your Jim Goodwins and your Kenny McLean's that had played a lot of games. Yeah. Um, kind of learning off them even though I wasn't playing in, in their position at the time. I had to I had to learn I learned quick and, and it's something that I, I, I think I did or I thought I did until until um I met Barry and, and the things that he teaches you is off the charts because it's something that I never a lot of the things it's such simple simple things but things I never knew. Um yeah. and, I, and probably a lot of people don't realise but it is simple things and, and he, as he always says and everybody says it's a simple game made hard. Yeah, absolutely. You can see your games came on, um, even in the, the season and a half that you've been with, with Kelly. Definitely, yeah. Um, I, think, I think what's helped is that we've got a team that, that's experienced and knows how to play. They know how I play and I know how they play. And and obviously, this uh, the back end of last year and this year, I've had Tizza beside me who's, who's been brilliant and the experience he's got has, has helped me along. And again, as well as the, the manager, Tids has obviously helped me with, with different things that, that he, he knows about uh, midfield and, and, and that I did then. It's probably took my game again, hopefully to another level. No, absolutely. Sort of looking at last season as a whole for, for Kelty, you know, you've 36 appearances or 36 starts you had for Kelty. That was the most in the squad and you've got to remember that was a shortened season as well. So that wasn't even a full season. That kind of shows Barry... You were always an important part of Barry's team, uh, regardless of the the game, I suppose. Um, I think uh, it was it was. I, I honestly didn't realise it. It was just a case of turning up, training, playing, training, playing. Uh, how fortunate I was! Probably it was even friendly. Every friendly I played, every every game I'd played, and even only to a couple of weeks ago where I was suspended. The breakings, the first game I've no. I've not started. It was heartbreaking sitting at the side watching, especially in that game, because I'd been thinking about that game for, yeah. for the season prematurely ended last year. So it was it was something that couldn't wait to get stuck into. But gladly the glad enough the boys um dug in and got the result. But no, I'm just thankful that he obviously trusts me and, and he sees me as a, a probably a vital part of he, uh, his midfield. And again, I I I just love playing in every game. Absolutely, and within those sort of thirty-six starts, there was there was some belters. There was, you know, the there were tough losses against Talbot and Sully Hall. That there was still a 
you know, a massive game. And then there was the, the big win against Rose towards the end of the season as well. A couple of games where the 10 and 11 goals were put back past the likes of Gretna and Vale. But what kind of game stuck out for you last season? What was what was the one you enjoyed the most? The Bonnie Rig one was big because we, we showed a different side to us. In the second half, it, it was windy and, and they're a big physical side and they, they penned us in. But we showed that we showed a side to us that that many probably didn't think we had. We were, we were a nice football team last year, but nobody really knew if we had that that grit and determination to see a game when when put under a, a a big amount of pressure. I think that the boys done that. I think at this point we were with a few injuries as well. We did come in, Tidzer had come in, but we we managed to 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 dig in and get the result and to be honest with the way the league ended it was a it was a huge result just because of the the way the way it was it was worked out in the end and and fair play to them they, they stuck ways because I would say that we had a, a phenomenal season last year yeah. but they obviously did as well because they stuck toe to toe um and and they're a good side and you've seen that with even this year again their result at the weekend that they're they're going to be right up there again. No, absolutely. I think it's one that there's a few games this season, but it's another one that sort of fans and supporters are going to, and probably players as well, are going to have marked on the calendar as well. Yeah. So, sort of looking towards this season and, and how things are going up to second in the league. Last season, you know, you spoke about Bonnie Rigg there. It was a brilliant season for them. This season, it's not just Kelly and Bonnie Rigg. There's your BSE Glasgow, Shire, East Kilbride. It's not just a two-horse race this season. How, how do you yeah. think it's looking? Uh, yes, um, I think it's probably more exciting for people to see. We've got to obviously concentrate on us, and, and that, I know it sounds very cliche, but you've seen it's happened at the weekend and what's happened um, already. There's uh, there's that many teams that can take points each other off each other this year. That we need to take care of our games and then let everybody else fight it out. Obviously, it was disappointing losing a couple of weeks ago at East Kilbride in a game that could probably have went either way. It was. It was scrappy. Both teams probably didn't implement the, the way that they want to play. Um, and you get games like that, and they're the ones that you need to win. And, and unfortunately, the day we, we didn't, we didn't do enough. I think even Gala yesterday showed that they're a good side. They've already beat BSC um, there. They will pick up points, and, and that's why I think yesterday was such a big win for us. We dug in. I, it was the, I know there was people ranting about match reports and and how they had this they had this penned in, but I would happily be penned in for thirty six games and have three points at the end of every game. <laughs> no, absolutely. I think um, that game, looking at that game yesterday as well, there was a case of Gala looking as though they, they had Kelly penned in for large parts of the game, but Kelly never really looked in danger at the same time. Jameson was never really tested. Well, I think that's that is when you're one and two one, you don't need to. Why would we need to charge forward and try and score? We you don't need to, and as you say, we never really looked in trouble. We had a couple of half chances, but the thing is, we've got match winners in our squad that at any point you see, you seen Dylan's goal yesterday. Yeah, it fell to him, and he turned. I said that to him. It was an unbelievable turn and finish, and that that wins you the game. And I think that's something that we we're thankful we've got players like that. Because sometimes when you're penned in or or when you have got a hard game, and, and don't be kidded, Gala is a, a hard, hard place to go. We struggled there last year as well. Um, and, and when you come away from games like that with three points, you're, you're, you're happy. Um, sometimes the performances, we, we had two great performances against Cumbernauld in the week, 
it was a third game in, in seven days and if you can go there and, and get nine points for a three games then you would, you would take it all day long and we've got to take on the Berwick game um, next week which will be another tough tie yeah, so you're looking forward to the Berwick. Berwick, they're a side that they've been quite resilient at the back. They've not conceded too many goals this season. Is it one you're looking forward to another away day? Ah, uh, definitely. Um, the, the good thing is the pitch is usually not bad down there. I'm not sure what it's like you know, but Berwick are a side that's it's usually up and down. You're never really 100% sure what, what side's going to turn up. Um, last year, they did a game where they were brilliant and we played them in the, in the midweek and it was, it was a completely different game. One thing they will do is they'll make it hard for us. They'll come and they'll, they'll work hard and they'll, and they'll be physical. But we, again, we just need to stick to the way we play. And again, we've got players at the top end of the pitch that will win you a game. And that's a, something that we, we've got to be happy with. And, and Dylan and Higgy and Ross, Robbie, Fash, I think there's goals in there that if we can if we can keep the ball and we're, we're resulting at the back, then we'll win more games than we'll not. No, absolutely. And the head of Doogie Hill as well, I think, you know, that's got to be one that, as well, I mentioned, there'll be a few more goals for that this season as well. Ah, uh, well, no wonder he's seen the size here. <laughs> um, I wouldn't like to be getting in the road yet, but I, I got in the road with one of them yesterday when he, I heard them and I couldn't get out of the road and I've not been able to feel my neck all day. No, he, he's come in and he's been brilliant. He's a, he's an old school defender and it's something that you don't see much in the game everybody wants to play tippy-tappy football at the back, but the will defend for his life and he'll do anything to to stop um, his team conceding and it's brilliant to have behind you. Absolutely. Look, uh, thanks very much for, for coming on and, and having a chat with us. It's no, been brilliant watching you the last season and a half and we're looking forward to watching you for hopefully a few more seasons. Well, she's just a killed clippy. She'll not have any advice. It's a drafty double bill. You eat her up and her father's just a waster, her mother's on the game. She's just a Celtic clipping, but I love her just the same.